Hey, everybody. So we are back. This is episode 10. I am joined today by the lovely Caitlin Pierce. Um, and we are doing this Chatting With series. If you enjoy this episode especially and any other episodes, please make sure that you thumbs up, like, subscribe, comment, share the video, and yeah, we wanna keep this conversation going. So today we have Caitlin Pierce. Uh, right now she is promoting her latest role in the film Porno, which is through uh, Sin State and Vangori Presents. Um, she's a actress, filmmaker, model, just overall badass, and she's also a fur mama, so we have some to relate to. And uh, yeah, welcome today, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Of course. Um, Caitlin and I have known each other for a few years, and uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm thinking way back, like several years ago when we first met, we were working one of those odd jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Passing out medicine in, yeah. in, in uh, Williamsburg. Yeah. And we weren't <laughs> allowed to say it was, we we're handing out aspirin, like, <laughs> We weren't allowed to say it was a hangover cure, but that's clearly what they wanted. And it was like a bizarre job, but you know, I we became friends. Yeah, we became friends. We were struck by how each other was, I mean, we're both just hustlers and sometimes it's not glamorous, but you know, like it's important that like clearly you are living and pursuing your dreams. And even if like things are on pause, like you have this new film out thank goodness I'm so grateful because yeah it's, it gives me a lot to to focus on and work on and just you know engaging with fans and stuff it, it makes me you know feel like I'm still progressing even though we're on pause yeah really really fortunate yeah and it's a hell of a performance I mean oh my god I was I was one of the probably first people to it was on VOD they had this you can rent and it was really cool because they used to as a fundraiser for movie theaters so you could rent it on Vimeo but you could rent it at Alma Draft House or whatever you want to support so a I lot of like local theaters to support it was really wonderful yeah I and I thought that was so so genius and a great tie-in for the film itself which takes place in a movie theater exactly. and you know like I was watching it late at night, like Clay and I were delirious. I think it was like passing. <laughs> we were like trying to get to work. And I was like, every few seconds you were on the screen, my jaw just dropped. I was like, this woman is a woman. Like, like what was it like to do such an empowering role like that? I mean, it was really nerve wracking at first, but also really exciting and really empowering. My first scene was with Larry, um, who plays Todd. And I think that like, I, I, I think because I made him so uncomfortable in the scene, it kind of like all my nerves went away, you know, because I was clearly like affecting him in an authentic way. And I was like, okay, like this is working. This is, you know, and like you, the first thing you can take everything off. So yeah. it, you kind of, once you rip the bandaid off, literally it becomes a lot, you know, easier, but the, the team was really good and they took care of me and made sure that I was always comfortable and the set was closed. So all that stuff was good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so it's so unapologetic. I can't honestly think about. I mean, even in X Men, like the role of Mystique, like she has like the blue and the yeah. skin. you're just like open, yeah, open out, and then not just that, but you are directing like this energy at people, and you yeah. communicate with like no words. You just kind of 
and yet like you totally know what your character is all about um you said you talked you talked to me a while back about how you use dance to get into it like yeah um so I guess because she doesn't speak and I feel like you know to get really good out of your head and in your body um to be that kind of like animalistic completely instinctive demonic kind of character um yeah I just like that was the easiest way I could like get into a really dark place that was also just completely free yeah um yeah so that's why I, yeah. I chose that route and, and because obviously you know I mean I did, did a lot of vocalizing but no words so you know it's all like all I really had was was my body yeah and in some ways like women were we're so, we're not allowed to, to communicate that way. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel, especially from living in the city, like I, I find that I hunch a lot. I try to like diminish my womanhood yeah. in order to like feel comfortable and navigating like spaces. And I feel like it was such a breath of fresh air. Even if you're playing like a succubus, basically, like it's still cool to see. Yeah, and opening her space. Yeah, and you you do that. You've done that a lot in your career. I mean, you've you've been working as a producer. You did that So Soha series. Yeah. So I love that series. If anyone wants to watch it, it's it was made several years ago. Um, it was one of my first like projects uh, that I I it was my first project that I produced, and um, but I'm still really proud of it. It's totally different from this. It's a weird comedy, you know, but. I mean, both are weird comedies. They're just. I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> what is this more like? So, so has a lot more PG thirteen, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll be sure to to put any relevant links to our conversation yeah. in the description. Um, do you want to talk about uh, just? I mean, what was it like to create that? And like, I know that the reason I bring all this up in relation to your role in porno is because I've always seen you as a very unapologetic person. You are very on your, on your voice about everything from your political beliefs to your beliefs in humanity to beliefs in like communicating what the kind of art that you want to make. And, you know, it, it's, it's staggering. And like one of the, the questions I always ask my guests is like, what is your North star? What is your driving purpose, your core value? And I feel like Am I right in assuming that that's, that's leaning towards? I mean, yeah, I guess I just, I was raised by, by civil rights activist educators. Um, and I was always taught that like, you have to stand up for what you believe in. Like you cannot put anything above what's good for the world, you know, and the same, your own pride, your own you know, I just, I think integrity and standing up for what you believe in is just the most important thing anyone can do. And especially right now in this climate. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And standing up for the little guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like. And finding like, all different ways marginalized to. Marginalize people. Yeah. 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 Being a true advocate and, you know, really random, um, veering off a little bit, but to the point, it's funny. I, a lot of people have been finding different ways to cope or like deal with the current circumstances and you have become a TikTok queen. <laughs> yeah, like, I actually really think that's I need to I'm actually like I might go all in on TikTok. Yes. I think I'm gonna order um I need to order sound equipment so I can start creating my own scenes yeah. and not just taking other sounds because yeah. uh 
when you do your own sound without like the equipment, it's too airy and it doesn't sound good and no one wants to listen to it. Yeah. I'm having a blast. Honestly, it's like, I can create little tiny 15 to one minute movies at home and I have nothing else to do really. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. I think it's a really, I like Gen Z. Yeah, I, do. I think they're cool. They're, I mean, considering all of the crap that they're being yeah, donut. I mean, honestly, I feel like, I mean, millennials have had it rough, but I'm not sure. I think that they might end up taking the cake eventually. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, it's just, I mean, you're really lucky that you have a partner willing to, your, your, your cat willing to. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm girl, I am single. <laughs> to do a TikTok or something. I had to force him to do couple and it was like I know and I think I saw one of them. It was good. I really liked your uh your um uh album cover one. Oh thank you. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to come up with something that was like not everybody had done it yet and I like was having such a moment and it's such a stressful thing. And then I was like, fuck it. I have so many red dresses and I have yeah. that. And I'm just going to like recreate this album cover and I'm going to find a song on here that makes sense and make it vague. And it's interesting because TikTok, I just, I realized when I made that video in particular, it really is called something like TikTok make my day. So the whole goal of TikTok in my interpretation is to make someone's day. Oh, I didn't know that it was, that's what it was called. That's cool. So it's like, okay, well, it's so different than any other platform. It's like, yeah. don't just post something pretty to be liked or don't just post something outrageous to be, get feedback. It's like, post something that might like make someone go, oh, thanks. Yeah. That's, that's I, really, mean, I didn't know that was there. That's cool. I could be reading into it. I'm not a TikTok spokesperson, but like I, I saw it pop up on my app updates and it was like TikTok make by day app update. And I was like, that's what it's called. So I don't know, but we're making people's day, especially you. I mean, I'm like, you're busting out the content. And I'm like showing clay and I, I can't keep up. And <laughs> anyway, well, but, I mean, you're doing all of this. I'm literally... <laughs> quarantined and sort of injured in my home so yeah. and you and you're you're doing you're doing great you're making it look glamorous and you know people are, are going to check out your work and um what else did I want to talk about there's so many things we have also been you and I have been like kind of low low-key creating some ideas for work to do in the future and I um hope that that can happen like different I desperately hope that can happen yeah. I think it can I have a really good feeling about that yeah, Especially oh yeah. With the relationships we're currently building. Oh, yes, Kayla and I are still <laughs> to take over the world, so everybody yeah. watch out. But I mean, oh man, is there anything about you that people don't know that you wish that they knew that you feel like sharing? Um, goodness, I need to think about that one. All right, marinate that on that yeah. for a few seconds, and we'll 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 roll it on. Have you watched any like really good movies during quarantine that you're like, I'm so glad I watched this during quarantine? Um, not films actually, but I do want to talk about um, Mark Maron's special End Times Fun. Oh my god! Because also my heart really goes out to him. Yeah, right now, like, 
and he's he that I think that came out like right when quarantine started in New York and it was just so timely yeah and so smart I think I've watched it like six times I mean I love him anyway I love him in glow I I love him I think he's genius and yeah so I'm really grateful for that stand-up and also really devastated for his loss yeah I it's it was um you're right very poignant I remember I checked that out and then a few weeks later checked out the Jerry Seinfeld one which also I just watched that I loved it I thought it was fun not as good as the Marin for me but it was was good but like it it said something to me about how comedians are they have such a deep understanding about the different tragedies in life and they're yeah. so soulful, and and that comes from being really observant. I mean, especially with Seinfeld's comedy, um, and Mark, like you know, I my heart goes out to him, and and I I've also been watching something that's kind of a a, a blend of all these things. Uh, recently, I started watching Afterlife, which I don't know. That show is so. Oh good. my god, that's literally like that's the only show I've been able to watch in quarantine besides yeah. Tiger King. I don't even know why I watched. I, it. I think we all just felt like we had to log hours by watching Tiger King. But, yeah. But I, I mean, I feel like yeah, we're touching on something here, like this idea of you, like darkly comic understandings. Yeah. Like, I, I think I, that's where I, I, I. That's my favorite genre. Like. Mixing comedy with anything that's bleak is just, I think, the most powerful way to, or one of the most powerful ways to communicate. Because, no, I don't want to sit in quarantine right now feeling sad and watching a drama, really, or something that's going to gut me. I want, I mean, Afterlife gutted me, but it also cracked me up every episode. Like, even, did you watch the last episode of the season two? Okay. but like there was like a few moments in second season where I would be crying and then just belly laughing and that's just the kind of art that I want to make and the the stuff I love to see so it's I mean it's it's something about if you've gone through like different things in your life it just comedians really have that right perspective like I think that that's why I, I was watching um this documentary called cracking up with, about Daryl Hammond, I think you would enjoy it. Okay. Um, it's it talks about how he like was dealing with his like kind of mental breakdown later later in his life, and how he realized it was related to childhood trauma, and like how he kind of overcame that and became like a stronger person. And you know, I think that a lot of comedians they have this darkness in them, and they can cut to the core. And I always saw laughs as being a recognized uh, recognizing like something in in what you just heard so mm-hmm. when you like laugh at something you're going like huh that's true huh yeah <laughs> that is true yeah that I never really thought about comedy like that but that actually is a pretty good definition of like how to make someone laugh yeah I, I mean I think about it because uh when I did this I did this YouTube thing like 10 years ago and I was studying like evolutionary just the way that we all act with each other and uh I studied like different primates and I thought it was so interesting that we smile to ease aggression, but they smile as a sign of aggression, but in a way, and then they, they laugh and different things, but it's like different ways of communicating because they don't have a language. So I don't know where I was going with that, but basically like 
smiling and laughing are kind of our dark ways of like assuring each other that we recognize the pain in life. And oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just kind of noticed that. And I think that you and I have both gone through so many things in our lives that yeah. I think that that's probably why we love really, really morbid, funny shit. Yeah, yeah. Really I, honestly, all I can laugh at my pain. That's like, <laughs> that's how I like to live. Exactly. And also, I think the first week I made this really bizarre call to just watch all these like post-apocalyptic things almost like survival. Oh, wow. And it was You're so honest. wrong. It was so wrong. It was, it was like, I was violating my heart. It was like, oh, we don't need to, I don't need to be watching this right now, but comedy afterlife, I highly recommend it to anybody that hasn't seen it yet. And definitely those comedy specials and porno is like, and really porno. It's, I mean, it's uh, Amazon prime too now. So like, I feel like most people have Amazon prime, right? Yeah. And it's like, like cathartic. Cause you're watching it and you're just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then like an hour passes and you're like, I completely forgot that the world is so fucked right now. Like mm -hmm. I, I completely forgot for like a whole hour. Oh, God, it could distract you. Yes. Yes. It's, it's like, it's so vital. And I mean, who knows, who knows where we'll go from here, but I think it is important to have these controversial conversation pieces. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's really cool and you get to have these cool horror fans. I saw that you had this like knitted. Oh my God. That doll is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I think that that might be the highlight of my career. Yeah. Is having someone make that. It's, I did retweet it and it's in my story. So you can go to, uh, to my Twitter or my Instagram at Caitlin K. Pierce. And you can see this incredible doll that was crafted as fan art for uh, Lilith and myself. Yeah, it's not even of me, and it's the highlight of my career that I know somebody <laughs> have a knitted action figure. Like that's that. Have you been? You've been just getting like all sorts of crazy interactions. What's the craziest? Is that the craziest or? Um. Uh. Well, no. This one video is really funny too. That someone just uh, made a video about how obsessed he was with the movie and with me, and said that I um. I was more powerful than Darth Vader's choke and that I could break Jesus like sexually like I would break <laughs> I was like okay thanks that's yeah that's like that's goals right yeah the video is kind of erratic and really funny I really enjoyed it it's um it's tagged in my it's in my tags on Instagram I'll check it out that's <laughs> Wow, yeah, fans fans in the horror genre are some of the- The best kind of fans, they're my favorite kind of fans. They're, they're devoted, they're oh, yeah. absolutely devoted. I mean, I, I feel so lucky to have that kind of fan base as well. Yeah. It's definitely got me through some really, really dark periods and uh, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than that. And you know, yeah. it's, ugh. But um, what else do we wanna? Say. Well, I keep thinking about, and I ha I just, I guess I'm such an open book that, like, I keep, I don't know what there is to know about me that's not known. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that the, the question, I originally came up with it because I feel like some people are going through this whole lockdown experience and they're realizing the different veneers that they put up, typically. Yeah. And they realize, like, the things that they wish people did know about them. And... 
I feel like to me, okay, first of all, everybody pay attention because this is, this is, this is an announcement. Uh, Caitlin is not only like incredibly gorgeous on the outside, but on the inside too. I mean, you're probably one of the most behind the scenes sweethearts that this industry has. And so if you can't come up with anything, I think people should know that because you do look like a stone cold fox. And so like people can make assumptions about whatever, but you really like back it up with a, a, a soulfulness. And I think that people should know that. And she's hilarious. Thank you. Well, That's what I'm quarantine, I really let my freak flag fly on my, my TikToks, but. I mean, know. it's important. I mean, that Dr. Phil one killed me. <laughs> Check that out. Like she like redefines Cash Me Outside as like the socio-political quarantine 15 to 20 seconds of your life. It's. I mean, I would not have even come up with that. I have such a hard time keeping up with it. I Do you follow Lily Hayes by any chance? I don't, but I should. You should. She's this old, crazy woman, and I made a... Oh, I know her, actually. She does... Yeah, she's so funny. She's the one that was, like, made the I'm a ho, like, really viral. Yeah. She was uh, reading her Dr. Seuss and then put it away. Yeah, she is funny. She's... There's a lot of people I'm becoming huge fans of that are, like... Not even performers. Her her son is always filming her and bothering her, and um, I like used her audio filming my rabbit, and she and I tagged her in it, and I stopped using TikTok for like a few days. Okay. And she liked it and commented on it, and I like died. I died because I Clay and I were watching the video that we had made with her audio, like the fifteen second little video. Yeah on loop for like an hour laugh crying oh, and I'm like, how is it that little 15 second videos like make your whole day better like they silly, really do silly little silly little things and there's so much interesting social commentary on there and so many like awareness causes and you know I feel like it comes from like this really authentic place of people really trying to like I don't know just be a community like yeah. it, it feels different yeah like, I'm on Facebook, but I'm very, like, I, I'm, I'm very blocked off, like, my, my personal profile, and I, I, I just have, like, that's, like, friends, and then Instagram has kind of turned into, like, promotional hotties. Yeah. You know? Now, that's great, too, but TikTok is, like, more fun. Yeah, and you, and I got so many recipes, and I just, I just love all of it, but, <laughs> but um, I wanted to know what is your message that you'd like to send out to the universe right now? We all need to come together and we all need to really fight because this is a dark and scary time, like genuinely. And our country has two choices to make and we need to make the right one. Like we have to take care of each other. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that part of that comes from just talking and, and having those hard conversations and allowing ourselves to feel and, you know, watch porno, watch a crazy yeah. movie that gets a visceral reaction out of you during this time where you're probably viscerally reacting to a lot. Everything. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, like this has just been a roller coaster. Yeah. I feel like every day I'm like, this is a good day. This is a terrible day. 
this is okay, Jay, this is a bad moment. Like, I just like. And then, and then you just end up like me and I'm just like filming hangouts with my friends and posting. I love that. <laughs> I love that. This is great. Thank you so much for being part of it. Yeah, I love it. I'm so great. I'm grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. I think it's pretty clear.